This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, Get Booked listeners. Welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books that we just can't resist shouting about. This is Amanda Nelson, and today's Hand Cell is Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds. College student Blake and her girlfriend have one goal, join the exclusive sorority that promises connections to a network of trailblazing women of color. Now, Ella's acceptance is a sure thing. She's a daughter of a Serena Society alum. After all, Blake, on the other hand, lacks Ella's pedigree and her confidence. Luckily, though really unluckily, she finds courage at the bottom of a liquor bottle. When she drinks, she's bold and funny, and as pledging intensifies, so does Blake's drinking. Ella assures her that she's fine, partying hard is what it takes, but with her future on the line, Blake must decide how far she's willing to go to achieve glittering dreams of success. Now, just so you know, Jazz Hammonds is the 2023 winner of the critic Scott King John Steptoe Award for New Talent for We Deserve Monuments, and We Deserve Monuments was an Amazon Best Books of the Year and Barnes & Noble Best Books of the Year for 2023, so suffice to say, y'all should check this new one out. Thanks again to Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Diana Dixon has a busy summer and no time for tall, gorgeous hockey player Shane's shenanigans. Because you know what? If they shenan once, they'll shenan again. So she thinks she knows exactly who he is when he moves into her apartment building. But turns out Shane's sick of hookups and tired of being on the rebound after his long-term girlfriend called it quits. But when his ex comes back into the picture, he needs a plan. And who better to play his new girlfriend than his sassy new neighbor? So a fake relationship might be perfect for Diana's own ex issues, but Diana is used to living by the rules. Will she learn that when it comes to love, rules are meant to be broken? Make sure to check out The Dixon Rule by L. Kennedy. L. Kennedy is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author with over a million copies of her books sold. So this is going to be another banger, y'all. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. So I don't normally recommend classics on this show, whether it's definitely not on the hand cell, um, usually not on the main show unless somebody's specifically asking for a classic. But I just recently watched the adaptation, the new Netflix adaptation with Army Hammer, I think is his name, of Rebecca. And I got to thinking about how much I love the book and how it is such a great read-alike for so many things and also a great introduction to the classics. So I wanted to give it a little specific airtime. Also, I will mention that the Netflix adaptation of Rebecca is terrible. And please just go watch the original <laughs> adaptation from, I think, the 50s for, that Alfred Hitchcock made. It's amazing. The new one is very bad. So that's my two cents about that. So if you're not familiar with Rebecca, it was originally published in 1938, and it is a gothic kind of mystery um, with a nameless 
protagonist, who is a young woman who meets a wealthy widow when she is working as a companion for a rich woman in, um, I think they're in Monaco. Uh, his name is Maxim, and he is recently widowed and the owner of uh, Manderley, which is a giant country estate in England. He is older than her. He's obviously not in her same social class. They meet at this resort, fall in love, and he asks her to marry him. So she does. And she goes back to his home, Manderley. But the home is haunted figuratively, but also maybe literally by Rebecca, who is his first wife. Her things are still everywhere. The staff is still loyal to her memory, especially the housekeeper, who was very close to Rebecca. And it's like the new wife, the new Mrs. De Winter can't escape Rebecca, no matter where she turns, she thinks she becomes convinced that her husband is still in love with Rebecca. And that, you know, all of this is compounded by the fact that our narrator is a very young, socially inexperienced woman who doesn't know how to be the mistress of a grand estate and like throw balls and be in society and do all of that. So there's a lot going on in this book. But like the question really becomes, you know, is Rebecca a ghost? And what happened to her? And does Maxim still love her? I think this is a great introduction to reading the classics, if that's a thing that you're interested in doing, because at the heart of it is a mystery and a love story. And it's not like a Victorian classic, right? Like it's not a book that someone was paid per installment in, so it's not overly long. The language will all be familiar, and the setting is recent enough to be familiar. Like 1938 was almost 100 years ago, but it doesn't read that way. It's all, you know, social dynamics that we still find pretty relatable. Also, I think it's a great read-alike for things like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, if you're looking for a read-alike for that. You know, it's a it's a letter, essentially. The, not a letter, but like a memory. The first um, line is, last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again. So like you are getting this narration from the nameless protagonist as she looks back over her life, which is, you know, the exact same thing that uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is about, a character narrating her life to a journalist. And there's also, you know... In the same way that the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is working towards some climactic reveal, you know that that is also what is happening in Rebecca from the beginning. You know, you know, you know, uh, the question of like, why would a wealthy older man marry a kind of ditzy teenager, essentially, I think she's like 19 when they get married. Like, what is that about? You know, a woman who has no ability to run his house, um, which is the thing that was required of wives of that status at the time. So from there, then you get to start to understand who Rebecca was and like, why would he choose this new wife? And it's just questions on questions. And you are really propelled by those questions, even though you don't know exactly where you're being taken. So it's not necessarily a plot for plot read-alike to the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but I think it is a feeling read-alike or a reading journey kind of read-alike to the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So go read Rebecca if you haven't already, and then go watch the Alfred Hitchcock adaptation, not the new Netflix one, which is terrible. And that is my opinion about that. Do not at me. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink. You can find more book recommendations at bookriot.com. We actually have a lot of recommendations on the site for classics by people of color or and or feminist classics. So if you're wanting to get into the classics but don't necessarily want to read a bunch of like dead old white men, then we have options for you on the site. Um, and there are more podcasts for you to listen to at bookriot.com slash listen. You can email us at getbooked at bookriot.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on social media on Instagram. I'm at I'm Amanda Nelson. And Jen, my co-host, is on Twitter at Jen IRL and Instagram at I am Jen IRL. Jen with two N's in both instances. And we will be back on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>